Ladies and gents, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Basement Friday podcast. Everybody know who I am, Mr. Slow Jam Funkadelic Jones himself. Oh, it's your boy Aaron Fonacetti right here, and we have a special guest. Hey, no, it's not Hulk Hogan. <laughs> no, it's not The Rock, but he's a he's a close friend of ours, man. And yo, Maryland Championship Wrestling, man, for all all future pro wrestlers, y'all want to hear this man backstory. We got brother DRFs in the building, man. Brother DRF, just, just just introduce yourself, tell the people about yourself for a little bit, brother. Talk to What's going on, guys? I'm uh, I go by Showtime Dion Epps. I am one half of the MCW Tag Team Champions currently, and uh, I'm here to answer the questions that you guys want to know. How I got started, uh, and just whatever you want to know, man. Just ask me whatever, man. You know, we, we we got you, man. Now before before we get started, this is one. This is the part of our show where it's called a five minute rant. So basically, you know. If you got something good or something bad, you know, man, basically speak now, hold your piece or how your week went, you know, man, if you, if something good, you know, if you can say anything, you know, man, you know, it, we promise we, we'll edit it out. Aaron, don't edit it out. Oh. But, <laughs> <laughs> but now, man, if you got something on your chest, you want to just, just talk to the people, brother, talk to I the mean, people. I mean, the only good thing I can think of right now is uh, I just found out that me and my acting partner, Tommy, were Currently, I think we're the longest reigning MCW tag team champions. Oh right yeah! Now, I think we're at like I think we're at like Round of applause. Or something like that. Four hundred and eighty days or something like that. I don't remember specifically, but we are the longest reigning. So there it is. There My you man. go. There you go. Shout out! Shout out to the pandemic because it puts you yeah. in the books. <laughs> My man, yo. My man, hey, we hey, we are in the presence of royalty on this show. Earl, you got something you want to talk to people about, man? Um, you know, just about this whole week, you know, what my five minute rant is going to be super short because I'm just happy that the weather is getting warm. We out here, you know, spring looking a little summertime, if you know what I mean. So we just going to slide right into summer. We might as well. We might as well slide right into summer. So my five minute rant. I'm waiting for the summertime. You know what's crazy? My five minute rant is very peaceful. It's very peaceful. It's very good, positive. You know what I mean? You know, I just in my I just turned 28. And I had, you know, I worked, I worked on my birthday. You know, I, I worked, you know, most adults got to. And the lady that pulled up to me, you know, what I mean, she gave me a blessing. She said, I got good things coming to me. I said, you know what? I needed that, man. I, I needed that. So, you know, I, I'm here to. She, she put those blessings on me. I'm putting those blessings on everybody else. So, I mean, I appreciate that, man. You know, brought a tear to my eye, man. I tell you, man, I take my glasses off for a second. Good Lord, have mercy. Oh, uh, man, can I can I add one more thing? Uh, ahead, negative, actually, man. I'm not looking forward to these cicadas, man, actually. Uh, these cicadas uh, that's about to come out, man. Not looking forward to that at all. 17 yeah. years. 17 years. <laughs> Yeah, people used to be weird. People used to actually eat them when I was in elementary school. I don't know why. <laughs> eat them? I don't, oh. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I I, 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 I never heard of that. That's that's actually, man, another when one. When I was a kid, if you pick them up and you hold them by the wings and you like pull the front legs off, the head will pop off. 
and we would do that all the time as kids and like just freak out all the girls <laughs> when I was a kid just pick one up and throw them at them just like the girls that I used to like in elementary schools just to just to let them know in that weird way I like it you, 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 you see the shells all on the trees like imagine that mm-hmm. like kids are so weird they do the most anti-romantic things to show that they're interested like you know i'm I'm a shooter weird kids man yeah weird kids man oh we're gonna get right into it the meat and bones so fuck adelic jones i know you got some questions you've been burning the ass the flow is mine thank you now brother epps i want to know the people want to know everybody wants to know now we all know each other we all with the school together, mind you. Now, before I ask, before I dive into the question, me and Aaron was on a wrestling team. You weren't. So my question is, what led you to, what what brought you to the path of being a pro wrestler? So when you guys were on the wrestling team, I was like on the track team. Running track. I, know. I know. Yeah, on the track team, running track. And I kind of ran track all my life. Uh, and I stopped playing football right before high school, but like the wrestling thing was like that entertainment, that, that sports entertainment aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just always attracted me as a kid. And I, I kind of remember like growing up, like I would spend summers at, at my cousin's house in Baltimore, like Cherry Hill, like the worst part of Baltimore. But <laughs> we would That's go over good. there every summer and I would stay, spend the summers with them and it's hell. But the one thing that we were doing was we were watching wrestling and my grandmother got me into wrestling. And I don't remember if this was the first time I watched wrestling or not, but uh, it was like WrestleMania 14. And I just remember like just being hooked to that show. That's what hooked me. That's what turned me on to wrestling. And that uh, Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold, they were the main event with Mike Tyson. If you guys like ever seen that, Mike Tyson oh, over there, that whole yeah. thing. Yeah. We've seen that. That whole thing was like, yeah, I got to watch it. You know what I'm saying? So after that, I was just hooked. And uh, we would go, and my grandmother would order pay-per-view after pay-per-view every month. And I'm like, she's rich. Like, this is – I know <laughs> yeah. we're, we're up in here living in the worst part of Baltimore, but you're rich as you can – because those pay-per-views back in the day, they were like 60, 70 bucks, man. You know what I'm saying? And things weren't cheap. But little did I know, I found out she was actually she was getting a disability check, and that's how she was able to, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But I don't know if you guys remember like that. Uh, it was like a black box that had like some numbers on top. Have you ever had like yeah. one of those little black yeah. boxes? Yeah. That's the stealing the stealing cable box or yeah. whatever. So I don't know if you get pay reviews for free, but every summer we were over there watching wrestling, man, and it was just it was a great time. Uh, as a kid that I can remember, it was like the happiest time. As a kid, because everything was simple back then, you know. Definitely, I I remember. Like for me, I know I didn't get to do pay per view, but Hollywood Video, we'll get the videotapes, take them back home, watch a mm-hmm. whole bunch of them. Ask my mom to get three or four, maybe even five of them if I was good in school. <laughs> so that's that's how I got introduced to wrestling. You know, during the yeah. attitude era. So that was my introduction. Yeah. Hey, it was nothing better than seeing somebody get broken through a table. Well, I <laughs> I'm telling you, man. But now, nah, I mean, like, you know, man, like, 
man, I can't even remember, remember the first time I watched wrestling, man. And of course, I was start, I started watching wrestling during the attitude. Of course, you know, like me and my brother, we played all the uh, we played all the wrestling like when back in like SmackDown, know your role, you know, on PS One with the the oh, graphics yeah. wasn't that great, but you know. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Hey, they, was, they was good at the time, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. You know, and like me and my brother had like, we had like all the, the wrestling action figures, like the rings and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Oh, that was cool, though, man. Hey, kids, y'all wrestling is not that great. Attitude of wrestling was better. But Aaron, the floor is yours. I'm just throwing it out there. Don't hurt me. I'm just a radio guy. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, and one thing I want to know, you know, going from transition to, you see in the hall, a lot of wrestlers now have athletic backgrounds. You know, you run track, other ones have experienced wrestling. So with that athletic and you being on the outside looking in at first, how is it like being on the inside as a wrestler now? Well, one thing that I can say is, uh, you guys are on the wrestling team. I wish I was on the wrestling team. No, you didn't. So that I can. <laughs> Look, I, 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 I'll tell you like this. I, mean, I don't know team. about the drama. I don't know what, what kind of drama. I hear, like, whenever I talk to, like, Sierra or something, she would tell me about all that. But I, I just wanted to learn, like, the wrestling yeah. aspect of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all that drama, you can say that for your mom. Yeah, that, that, that's why I wanted to do it, too. But, you know. Oh, yeah. It was nothing like that. But I mean, like looking in, I mean, you'd be surprised how many because we we train up at MCW and they they do a new class like every three months or something like that. And we're about to have another class June 29th. Um, you'd be surprised how many like students will come up and they don't look like wrestlers to start off with. Um, but as long as they, you know, kind of like keep the course and they do what they got to do to get to where they need to get to then you can start to see them okay you look like a wrestler and there are some guys like kevin owens and uh like samoa joe who are like big guys but those guys can move you know what i'm saying and those are like once every couple year kind of guys so you can't just be like oh i look like that guy i can wrestle like you still want to look like something you still want to put in the work you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so outside looking in I can tell you like it's really hard like I didn't think it was going to be that easy like but it's hard to like kind of keep the mindset and maintain and always go to the gym and and always try to eat right because you know like I have a I have a serious sweet tooth man you know what I'm saying so it's it's pretty hard to try to stay the course so so you so what you're saying is you're replacing your M&Ms with protein donuts protein donuts yeah yeah I guess you can (laughs) say Well, what the wrestlers got? Nutrition solutions now? I mean, I, I don't know about all that. I just know what I eat. Yeah. Which is like the regular chicken, rice, broccoli, fish. Yeah. Your staples. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But <clears throat> every now and then, like, I, I you, you got to have a cheat meal or you'll end up going crazy, man. My cheat definitely, meal is definitely. pizza and ice cream, brother. That's my, that's my comfort food right there, man. You know? Got to love it. So the reason why I'm saying you didn't want to be on the wrestling team, because you know, I could tell the wrestling story a thousand times. I'm not your average wrestler. I'm just a guy from the neighborhood. First of all, I got my ass kicked by white dudes, who, I mean, white boys who was wrestling since they were seven. So honestly, brother, I would say, no, don't do it. I wouldn't even talk about the drama. We ain't even worried about the drama. I'm just telling you from my experience, I got my ass whipped by some experienced people. But Let's go. We, I'm I'm gonna fast forward the question here. Though. You know, we 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 talk about that another time. 
the question I want to know, you know, man, when it when it comes to when it comes to the the, the like the NCW that wrestle, how did you get paired up as a tag? Did you want to be a tag team wrestler or did you want to be a single? Because I know everybody want to be a singles guy. Like, how did this? How did they pair you and this guy up to, be, to, to become rush out? Like, how did how did they pair y'all up? Uh, so <laughs> I I it's, it's actually kind of a long story. So when you start training at MCW. <clears throat> you you either pay three thousand dollars up front or you pay like twenty five hundred and then when you get moved up to the advanced class you like have to pay another twelve fifty you can do it in payments you can pay it all at once but people hear that price and they freak out they're like bro that's a bunch of money but I'm like I paid it I'm a I'm a freaking learn what I need to learn and I'm gonna get on these shows man do what you gotta do help pass out flyers do whatever you gotta do my mm-hmm. issue was is that I wasn't like making the payments when I was supposed to make them Mm. <clears throat> and my coach uh rj that, that was one of our coaches names he would constantly say we would have like these powwows before training he would constantly say yo you got to get paid up and whenever he said it he would look directly at me mm. and then he would be like yeah you need to get paid up and so i knew he was talking to me right so boom i finally get paid up and i'm thinking all right man i don't know where they're gonna put me but i didn't want to be in a tag team they were originally gonna put me with somebody but then that changed and then for some reason, they just decided to put me with Tommy. So they're like, all right, yeah, you guys got to come up with a name. And we're thinking of every name under the sun. And we just couldn't come up with a name that stuck. And there is a group. They're called Rock and Bowl Express. Yeah. And uh, one of the members from Rock and Bowl, his name was Thick Vic. He was looking at us one day. And he was like, you guys should be called Rush Hour. And I was like, I just kind of looked at them. And I was like, yeah, that, that's the name right there. Rush Hour is the name. And I was like, bro, no, we can't use that name, bro. That's that's a little racist, bro. I'm like, nah, that's the name, bro. So we go to another trainer. His name's Dean. We ask permission to use the name because Leo Rush is one of the guys there. And his last name's Rush. He had the move called Rush Hour or something like that. But we got his name approved and we were using the name and that was it, man. And that's how we became a team. And our chemistry, like, rocks. You know what I'm saying? Like, I... I couldn't imagine being paired with anybody else. And if they ever decided to break us up, I'd be like, yeah, I just don't want to be on the tag team. I just don't team me with anybody else. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I feel, I, I feel, so, I feel And that's how that that's how that story happens, man. And we've been off and running since. I, hey, I got the longest, longest reign of tag team, of course. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, by COVID, but it still counts. You know, it's still in history, <laughs> yeah, everything bro. counts, bro. Everything counts. Look, 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 I'll tell you like this. They say COVID is the biggest heel in wrestling history. But if you really think about it, if you play devil's advocate, COVID is the best manager. Because, you know, once you have a good manager, they keep those tag team belts or those single belts on you as long as they can. So you got to look at the right side. Most definitely. I can agree with that, man. Like, we've had them and I've been happy having them. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, brother. Everybody. So, so I've been thinking, and we could talk about how illustrious NCW is. You know, you had a lot of alumni from there. You have Velveteen Dream. You had Leo Rush, and occasionally you will have uh, WWE legends like Lita and uh, Mickey James, and so many others who will come through there. Now, I noticed you recently did a promo a while back with the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. How was that like? What's Have you met any other superstars there? What was it like being with the mouth of the South, legendary? Uh, that, was a, that was a pretty cool night because 
that was right around when we were about to start. This is when SOS, uh, Sons of Savage, they dropped the belts because they were moving on to Ring of Honor. Congrats, and, uh, we congrats. Had to do a, yeah, we had to do a tag team tournament, and uh, we wrestled the cartel that night, <clears throat> and they had a manager, uh, the Bull. He's like their bartender. And he just kept getting involved in the match, man. So we, we, you know, I'm like, you know what, Tommy, bro, we just hit the bat, we grabbed Jimmy, and then everything was even. We, we, we came out on top in that match. We had to interview with Jimmy, but it was a really cool experience because uh, I think that might have been the only legend that I worked with so far. And I'm pretty sure I would work with more, but COVID, you know what I'm saying? COVID really kind of bit me in the ass with that one. But that was really cool, man. Like, he, he didn't want to take anything away from the young guys. You know what I'm saying? He was like, listen, this is your moment. We, like, put everything together match-wise. And he was like, yeah, I just want to be there, do my part. And don't get me involved too heavily. I'm not going to affect the finish. And everything just worked out, man, you know? And it was really fun. He was really cool. Really cool person to interview with. He gave us some pointers, interviewing pointers. And it's, I had a blast. You know what I'm saying? I had a blast. So this brings, I'm glad you brought up promo because this brings me to my next question. So we all know from promos like Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock, we all know how their promos, man, like Ric Flair, first of all, Ric Flair is the man on the microphone. Now, when it comes to cutting a promo, do, do they just give you free will or do you just like, do you have to go to like class to like sharpen your mic skills? Like, how do they really teach? Because I'm not going to lie to you. I'm like, all the stuff the Rock said, that couldn't have been like, that. they couldn't have like <laughs> sit in the class. For that. That, that, all that had to be made up half the time. I mean, there are people like who can just kind of talk on the stick and just blow it like freestyle. And that's me. Like, I don't, don't hand me a script, man. Because I was just, this is not going to be organic. You know what I'm saying? So uh, when I first started training in MCW, we were introduced to promo classes, but I actually cheated. Like, before I started training, I took an improv class. Mm. And so that really, like, helped me get out of that little weird shell that, damn, I don't want to talk in front of people. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the improv, it worked, man. It really worked. It got me out of that bubble. Uh, I feel like I'm probably the best talker in MCW. Like, that's how I, just, just how I feel. Uh don't hand me a promo. They usually just give you like points. Hey, this is what we want you to talk about tonight. Say whatever you want to say. Just don't curse because, you know, kids, we have kids in our crowd. Uh, then I kind of go off bullet points and I just kick it. Like I'll just remember the bullet points in my head and I just kind of kick the freestyle and just keep those bullet points going on. You know what I'm saying? Promos are like the best part of wrestling. I, yeah. I, I know. I, I know. That's why I was wondering. I was like, like how do they like <laughs> I was like, damn, how do they, like, cut promo? Like, do they teach you how to do that? But you say it's all I mean, freestyle, too. Yeah, I mean, they teach it a little bit, but sometimes there's some kids who just can't be taught it because they're just stuck in this shell where they they just, they're really just too shy. And I'm like, man, wrestling's weird. You can't be shy in wrestling, man. Like, I'm literally wrestling somebody in underwear. He's all yeah. oiled up, bro. Like, it's weird. Like, you got to get weird with it, man, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and so, that's the thing about promos. It can make or break a wrestler. They can, nice. man. Like, and that's where you get to show off most of your personality anyway in the promo room. Definitely. So my main question I want to say to you is just recently we had, you know, biggest show, WrestleMania. We also had Hall of Fames. We had Hall of Fames across all different promotions. But one thing I want to ask you is starting from the bottom, which every wrestler talks about, uh, Smoky, Route, uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, working through the territories. So... Mm-hmm. 
what is your trajectory of your career? Where do you see your career going? Where do you want to be? How do you plan to pan it out? Has that been something you thought of yet? Uh, I mean, I feel like I'd be lying if I told you that's not what I think about all the time. And <clears throat> I mean, eventually everybody wants to get to WWE. But my mindset was so driven to like try to get there as fast as possible that that's all I wanted. But then I'm like, there's other places to go. You know what I'm saying? There's New Japan. There's impacts. AEW is a thing. You know what I'm saying? There's a bunch of southern territories all in like Atlanta. And I just found out about a, a place in Alabama. And I'm like, there's a lot of places to wrestle and get noticed. And that's kind of where I want to be. Like my mindset is I want to get noticed and I want them to call me. Hey, we need you. Yeah. All right, I'm coming. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but uh, WWE is weird. Like I'm looking at the product and I'm a fan of the product all the time, but it's just, I'm like, yeah, let me just wait until they figure out, you know what I'm saying, what they want to do with people. Because if you watch like Raw or SmackDown, Raw's kind of all over the place. SmackDown's kind of where the money is right now. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> the fact that I can kind of come up with something on my own, that's kind of what keeps me like, like excited about it. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like I don't want to be told what I should be. Like, let me do what I want to do and let me express myself really. And that's like, what the indies is, man. You're just expressing yourself really. And they're giving you an opportunity to get yourself out there, you know? Make a name for yourself. <clears throat> yeah. So that's like the ultimate goal, man. Make a name for myself. Make a living out of wrestling. Continue to make a living out of wrestling. And that's... Yeah. I'll just be happy. I'm happy doing what I'm doing, man. You know? That's all you can ask for. I, I feel I feel like... I feel like... I mean, I guess because I'm an old school wrestling fan. And I seen how back then, like... W like WWF or early WWE, how they used to develop characters. I feel like 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 WWE don't really develop characters anymore. Like you don't really have like they don't have like guys that are strong on the mic. They don't have like a lot of that pop them characters no more. They just have like these cheesy fans. I get it that it's a PG show now, but I just feel like WWE don't develop characters anymore. Oh, that's just me. I could be wrong though, but I, I, I just, I again, I, I, I stay watching classics now. You, you give me Monday Night Raw, uh, um, Monday the Monday Night Raw and all that back in the nineties, I watch it. But a lot of this new stuff, I just personally can't watch. Man. I'm gonna be just well, straight up with you. I mean, you gotta kind of look at it both ways. Like that was a different time. That wrestling was a different time. That was a good. Time. It was a different, different <laughs> demographic that they were uh, being an audience to as well. That's like the eighteen to, to thirty four year olds that they were. So that was around the time where everybody was watching wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was. It's hard to not be in love with it. You know. So it's a different time right now. <clears throat> and that was also a time where everybody. I feel like more people were hungrier then, mm-hmm. and it's a little more. <laughs> It's a little more just kind of, I don't know how to explain it, man. Like, I just know that at the end of the day, it takes you to figure out, okay, what can I do to get over? What can I do to have people invested in me? How can I make people care about what I'm selling them? And if you can't figure that out, then you're going to be in trouble, man, because they will give you the keys to the car, but you have to turn it on. You have to drive it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So one, one, one quick question. One quick question, though, brother. Face or heel? You ask me this question all the time. Uh, I prefer being uh, a heel, but I like being a face too. Like it's, I like there, there's, there's, um, 
upsides to both of them because as a face, you get like a lot. Of, everybody comes up to you. Everybody wants to take a picture with you. It's cool. They show me love. Cool. But then as a heel, like I feel like as a heel, you can show a little more personality and what you're doing. And I feel like the best, the best faces, the best good guys. That's what a face is. If you don't know, with okay. people who are watching, don't know what that is. Yeah. A face is a good guy, and a heel is a bad guy. So I think that the best good guys were the best bad guys. Like if you look at a, a time where it was like '99, early '99, The Rock was with like he was teaming with Vince McMahon and them. It was like corporate rock, but he was like hot. He was hot money, and then yeah. he turned face organically. Like people started cheering right. for him organically. And I think that's what makes the best face. Like, same know, like Stone Cold Steve Austin. We yeah, that, that was organic. Yeah, you know, what, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> he dropped that 316 line, and that was it. People started like, yeah, I, I'm going to get behind this guy. So that's how I want to be. Like, I want to be a bag booby and then start to learn to, damn, this guy's really, he's giving it all he can. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, they say uh, some of the best uh, wrestlers are the most believable you know, if you really hate a heel, you hate his guts, you know, you see him out in public, you want to punch him in the face. That's when you know he's doing a good job. And when everybody's loving him and everybody wants to see him in the signups, that's when you know that face is doing a great job. So one quick question I want to ask you, your favorite promotion that's not MCW, what would it be? Uh, that I've worked so far with a couple. Um I liked working at PCW, which is in Virginia. It's like West Virginia, but they closed down, unfortunately. Uh, but it was really fun because the crowd is, it's like that Virginia Southern crowd. It's like mm. really easy, man. Like anything down there, all, all they want to do is boo the bad guy and cheer the good guy. They just want to see yeah. that. Cool. Um, and then, like I said, I recently worked out in Alabama, uh, VCW Victory Championship Wrestling. And just it's like the southern. I think it was just the southern. I, I'm, I think I'm a fan of like southern crowds, man. Yeah. They're so like into it, you know what I'm saying? And those guys are just they believe it. So I think that right now that's that's my favorite place that I've worked so far. I know? think it's so cool how uh, territories are starting to make a comeback. Mm-hmm. I mean, like for a while, like WWE was signing everybody, so then. Places had to kind of, you got to try to find new talent, man, you know? Well, I mean, whenever you decide to, to step onto FPW, we got you, brother. Funkadelic Pro Wrestling, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, brother. But this is like the ultimate question. Ultimate question to everybody. Favorite wrestler of all time? Of all time. Of all time. My favorite wrestler of all time is Mr. Perfect. Because nice. oh oh, Mr. Yeah. Perfect. Wait a minute, yeah, that's my favorite wrestling man. We were always told, like in training, like you gotta watch old school wrestling because that's like that's like storytelling. So then I started watching old school wrestling, and I was like feeling like a kid again because mm-hmm. I'm watching it. I don't know what's gonna happen. I can't predict this. What's gonna happen? Like I feel like it's easier to predict certain things on TV now, but like that old school stuff. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to win or who's going to lose. And then I started watching, uh, I think it was AWA. It's yeah. where I first seen him. Kurt Henning. Before he was Miss Perfect, he was Kurt Henning. Um, and he was wrestling out there. He was the champ out there. And then he went to WWE and then he became Mr. Perfect. And once you, you can only watch him up to a certain point because like 90, 
after like 94, it it just it kind of goes down. Like he went to WCW, it kind of goes downhill. But like that early little run, like he really was trying to like get his shit off. You know what I'm saying? And that's what attracted me. And I was like, yeah, I want to be that guy, man. You know, because he had that slow walk entrance to the ring, and he was fucking yeah. like he was feeling this out. He was believing himself, man. Like. I'm like, dang, man. If you don't believe yourself in wrestling, the crowd will know and they'll eat you alive, man. Like, the crowd is very serious and they'll know when you don't not believe it. When you're, when you're really faking it, they'll know that. Yeah. And he just believed in everything he was doing, man. And I loved it. It was awesome, man. It was awesome. Yeah, so before we head out of here, I just want to ask you this question. You know, uh, us knowing who you are and seeing you, Dion Epps, the superstar, longest friend and tag team champion, Rush Hour. I want to know, the people want to know, has wrestling helped you come out of your shell, develop more as a person, more as a talker, your personality? How has wrestling helped you develop as a person? Uh, well, yes, it's definitely made me more confident. I, I'm not like an aggressive person or anything like that, but like, I don't know. Like, if somebody looks at me funny, I'd be like, bro, I'll take you down. Like, yeah, <laughs> right, bro. You need to yeah. Relax, bro. But, I mean, as a person, like, it, it definitely does make you more confident, man. It it makes you want to try to figure out your character outside of here. And some days, I'll just walk out of the house. And I'm like, all right, I'm Dion today. You know, so let me, what would Dion do today? Like, where would he go? What would he want to do? How would he talk? And that's kind of how I'm figuring myself out as a superstar right now. Um, hey, that could so be yeah, a thing. What would Dion do? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, Might as well play that in the Rolodex. True. I know one thing, you know, I don't care. You know, what Dion do is what Dion do. But all I can say is Rush Hour can't beat. It's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. Unless Funkadelic Jones has the last questions. Nah, man, I don't, man. We just, we just appreciate you being on the show, man, giving us this, the dope insight of the wrestling business, man. Real talk. And what we love to do is we love to have our guests sign us out. So without further ado, it's your boy, Aaron Fornicetti. Yo, it's true, Mr. Funkadelic Jones. And you were here with Dion at Showtime, baby. Longest reigning tag team champion. Thank you guys so much for having me on the Basement Productions podcast. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, we are out of here, America. Peace. Peace.